Hello, and welcome to another episode of This is the Upper Room. I am Erica, and your host, and This is the Upper Room is a space where we allow God to say what he needs to say and do what he needs to do. And if you are listening today, I believe that means that God has a very specific and special message for you. You are not listening to this by accident. This is not a coincidence. God has something he wants to say to you today. So we are going to pray, and then we are going to get started. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you now, God. I thank you for this time together, God, and I thank you, Lord, waiting in humble expectation of what you're going to do. Holy Spirit, I invite you to come in and have your wake, to say what needs to be said and do what needs to be done. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that after our time together, God, that lives would be changed, hearts would be restored, and minds would be transformed. Lord, I pray that you would get all the glory, the honor, the majesty, and the power. In Jesus' name, amen. So everyone, today's episode is all about spiritual warfare. Here in the West, we don't talk that much about spiritual warfare, but spiritual warfare is real, and that is what God wants us to talk about today. So before I start this episode, let me preface this by saying, one, everything that I say during these episodes and during our time together is given to me by God to share with you all. So that's just that. And then the second thing I want to say is that as children of God, we are already seated in heavenly places. We already have the victory. We already have the authority. And so that is the confidence that we should be walking in every day. When the enemy looks at you and when he looks at your life and when he looks at the things that you are doing, the way that you obey and honor and exalt God, he should always be triggered, okay? Because he knows that there is nothing that he can do to get you outside of the will of God and the purpose of God for your life. But I feel like there are some of you out there that this is not the case. You really let the enemy say what he wants to say. You let him do whatever he wants to do because you do not understand the full spiritual authority that God has given you and you are not walking in that authority. So really my prayer for today is that that all stops. After today, I pray that the Lord speaks to you. I pray that he empowers you so that you, when you leave our time together, you are equipped and ready to look the enemy in his eye and say, you are triggered. You are always going to be triggered because I am a child of God. And that means I will always have the victory. So that's where we're starting from today. Okay. That's the type of episode that this is today. If you leave this episode and you do not feel empowered, you do not know that God is on your side. And if God before you, nothing and no one can be against you, then I really just don't know what to say at that point. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do, but that is the energy we are on today. So before we get started, there are different types of spiritual warfare, okay? And so, yes, there are different types of spiritual warfare, but I have to say again, prefacing this, the Lord told me that, and this includes me as well, but sometimes there are things that we are going through 
that are a direct consequence and result of our own poor choices. And in those instances, and in those cases, we really have to stop blaming the enemy, stop giving him all the credit. And really we need to take accountability and repent so that the Lord can come in and turn those situations around. You know who you are, you know what the situation is. And all God is saying to you today, in this point in the episode is just to, if that's the case, look at the choices you have made, look at where you are. And if you feel like that could be me, then that could be you. And all God wants you to do is repent to him, come to him wholeheartedly and say, look, gee, I messed up. I am sorry. I need you to come in and fix this. And he is good and he is faithful and he will come in and fix it. So that was the first thing. But the other side is there are also times and types of spiritual warfare when you're really going through a Job moment. So if you're not really familiar with the Bible, I'll give you a little backstory. But in the book of Job, Satan comes to the Lord and he says, oh, I believe that the only reason Job is good, the only reason Job is faithful, the only reason Job praises you and is obedient is because he's living a good life. But if you take all of those blessings and things away from him, I believe he's going to turn against you. And God being all knowing, all powerful, knows that that is not true. But he allows Satan to come in for a moment and shake things up in Job's world. And the outcome is that Job remains faithful. So the first type of spiritual warfare is really a test to see where you are spiritually and to see how strong your faith is. In some instances, God will temporarily allow things to happen to you, various attacks in your life to strengthen your faith, to show if Unlike Job, maybe you do have some weak areas. And in these moments, these are this type of spiritual warfare is to test your faith. So like I said, if you go and read the book of Job for yourself, you'll see that even in the midst of various attacks, Job lost his land, he lost his money, he lost his cattle, he lost his children, he lost all of his servants, he began to lose his health. His friends were coming against him. His friends were attacking him. And even so, the word says that he never sinned against God. He never used his words to sin or curse God. And that is so big and that is so important. And that was really a point when that God wanted me to hammer home for you guys. If you believe and you've been talking to the Holy Spirit, trying to figure out what is going on in your life, Maybe this is what's going on. Maybe this time, this season is a time of testing and a time of strengthening. And if you believe that that is the time and the season that you are in, do not turn against God. Remain faithful. Remain strong. In the book of Job, even his own wife told him that you should curse God and die. But Job remained faithful. And as a result, you'll see at the end that God doubled the blessing for Job. He gave him twice as much as he lost. He returned all of his cattle, all of his servants, his wealth, his health. He even had children again. But that was only because Job remained faithful. In these moments, do not 
And I cannot stress how important this is. Do not let the praise of God and the word of God depart from your lips. You should always be praising God. You should always be thanking God. I like to joke with my sister and I tell her when I'm experiencing these moments, when I'm experiencing things that I feel like, I'm like, oh my God, where is this coming from? Why do I feel like I'm being attacked on all sides? I like to joke and say, even though it's not funny, I like to joke and say that really the enemy's plan has backfired because when I go through these moments, I start praising God even more. I start thanking God even more. I because the word says, put on the garment of praise to combat the spirit of heaviness. So in those moments, I pray even more. I worship even more. I thank God even more because I know that if I do that, God will come in and turn my situation around. So never, ever, ever let the praise of God or the word of God leave your lips. You should be saturating your atmosphere with the word of God. You should be thanking God that he is good and he is faithful and he is just, even in the midst of an unjust situation. You speak Psalm 35 over your life. That is a Psalm of protection. You speak Psalm 37 over your situation and you do it again and again and again until you begin to see God turn your situation around. That is the way you come back, you come out of and you combat the first type of spiritual warfare. You remain faithful and you continue to praise God, even when your circumstances would try to tell you to do the opposite. And the second type of spiritual warfare is maybe you're experiencing a type of a spiritual warfare that is trying to prevent you from moving forward in the things of God. So we're going to do things a little bit different today. And I have a lot of scripture to read for you today. But if you remember in Luke chapter four, Jesus was led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit. And there he fasted and prayed for 40 days. And at the end of this, the devil came to tempt him. So we're going to start reading at Luke chapter four. And this is in the King James Version. And it says, and Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being 40 days tempted of the devil. And in those days, he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, afterward, he hungered. And the devil said unto him, if thou be the son of God, command this stone that it be, that it be made bread. And Jesus answered, saying, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And the devil, taking him up into an, a high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, all this power will I give thee and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me and to whomsoever I will give it, if thou if thou therefore wilt worship me, all shall be thine. And first of all, how crazy is that? That the devil was trying to tempt him with something that was already his. Isn't that so crazy? Jesus was already Lord of all. He was already king of kings and lords of lords. And yet the devil was here trying to tempt him with things that already belonged to him. And in verse eight, it says, and Jesus answered and said unto him, get thee behind me, Satan. Jesus is a G for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord, thy God and him alone shalt thou serve. 
And he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, if thou be the son of God, cast thyself down from hence, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. And in their hands, they shall bear thee up, least at any time thou dash thy foot against the stone. And Jesus answering said unto him, it is said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. And some of you, the devil is testing you and attacking you to see if you are going to stand your ground, to see if you're really going to stand on what you say you believe. During seasons of warfare, spiritual warfare, that time does not last always. The attack does not last always, but you have to stand your ground and resist the enemy. And when you do that, just like here, the enemy will depart from you. And then if you jump down, oh, it says, and Jesus returned in the power of the spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. And then we're going to jump down to verse 17 and 18. And it says, and there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And in verse 21, it says, and he began to say unto them, this day is the scripture fulfilled in your ears. And so that was Luke chapter four, verse one to about 21. And I know that was a lot more scripture than I usually give you guys, but some of you haven't been in your Bible for a long time. And so that's good for you. And so Jesus, what God really wants me to say to you today is Jesus withstood the assault of the enemy. And he walked out of that wilderness with a new level of power, of anointing, and of confidence. Do you know how much confidence Jesus had to have to walk into that synagogue in front of all of those religious leaders, in front of all of those people, and to say, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and to go on and then say, this day is the scripture fulfilled in your ears. I really believe Jesus was able to do this. He was able to walk in confidence, walk in authority, because when he was faced with temptation, when he was under spiritual warfare, he resisted the devil. He looked the devil in his eye and said, Satan, get thee behind me. And when he did that, the devil had to go. The devil had to flee. And Jesus was so much stronger. He was so much wiser. And so he knew who he was and he walked out of there with confidence. And so that takes me to my next point. Spiritual warfare is real, but in Christ Jesus, you have the authority to be victorious. Jesus said in Matthew 16 and 19, and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. G Jesus has given 
you, he has given me, he has given all of his brothers and sisters in Christ, the kingdom, the keys to the kingdom. He has given us all authority that whatsoever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. That is so amazing. That is such good news. That is something to be confident and joyous about because that means that what we say, what we do here on earth matters in the spiritual realm. So if you tell Satan, I bind you in the name of Jesus, he is bound in the name of Jesus. If you tell the devil to leave your children alone, he has to leave your children alone. There is literally nothing else he can do. The Bible says that demons tremble at that name, that at that name, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. So when you are in moments of spiritual warfare, when you are under attack, call on that name and things have to change. It's just like the law of gravity. What goes up must come down. This is the same concept. When you call on the name of Jesus, things have to change. Chains have to break and the enemy has to flee because that is the God that we serve. There is never going to be a time where the enemy can be victorious against the children of God, but you have to really believe that in order for that to be true. And so going on, God was really telling me too, and it says this in the word that we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against the spirits, rulers, and principalities of the darkness. And the scripture specifically is, is Ephesians chapter six, verses 12. And this is in the King James version. And it says, we, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. But 2 Corinthians 10 verses 4 through 5, also in the King James Version says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations in every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So while the while the warfare that we're experiencing is spiritual. God has also given us the spiritual weapons to defeat whatever warfare that we are going up against. Everything that we would face in this world, God has already given us an answer to, and it is in the word. It is through the blood of Jesus. It is through the name of Jesus Christ. That is how we stand strong against the ways of this enemy the ways of the enemy. He can be defeated. He likes to play in your mind. He likes to twist your mind. He likes to play with your emotions to make you think that he's unstoppable and to make you think that he's bigger than he is and to make you think that he's all powerful. He's all knowing he's everywhere. But the only one who is all powerful, all knowing who is everywhere is God. And God has already defeated him. Jesus has already defeated him. In fact, when Jesus was crucified, he went down to hell, defeated him there, and came back with the keys to death, hell, and the grave. So everything that the enemy would throw against you, Jesus has already overcome. And he gave you the keys to the kingdom of heaven that you should overcome them as well. 
And so what I really want you to know is you don't have to go back and forth with the enemy. You put on the whole armor of God. You fill your mind, your heart, and your mouth with the word of you. You watch the enemy depart from you. You watch the enemy flee at the name of Jesus because that's all he can do. And so the next point that I really want to bring home that God shared with me when he was giving me this topic is that a lot of people nowadays, a lot of people nowadays, and this might offend some people, but he kept bringing up the phrase or the idea of co-opting Christianity. He kept bringing that up and bringing that up. And I was like, God, what does that even mean? Because when the Holy Spirit talks to me, he used a lot of SAT words. I use a lot of big words, terms that um, I just don't use my everyday vocabulary. So when the phrase co-opting Christianity kept coming up over and over again in my spirit, I was like, I have to see what that means. And so to co-op is defined as to divert to or use in a role different from the usual or original role or to adapt an idea or policy for one's own use. And so when I read that definition, Holy Spirit brought to mind the story in the book of Acts chapter 19, when a group of men who really have no relationship to Jesus and no spiritual authority tried to cast out demons in his name. And if you go and read the chapter, you will see in verse seven, in verse 15, excuse me, it, the demon looks at these men and says, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, but who are you? And how embarrassing is that? I mean, imagine, go, please, please go and read this chapter for yourself because it really is embarrassing. These men who had no spiritual authority whatsoever would go to a demon and try to cast it out in Jesus' name. And they said, Jesus, I, I know who that is. And Paul, I know who that is, but who are you? And so I don't want that to be y'all. I don't want that to be y'all because Jesus died that we may have authority, okay? Over the principalities, spirits, and rulers of the darkness of this world. But some of you are not spending enough time in your word. You are not praying and fasting on a regular basis. And I said, you are not praying and fasting on a regular basis. And you are not speaking the word of God out loud over your life and your situations. And it really shows. And it shows because when you're faced with hard things, when you're faced with spiritual warfare, when you are under attack from all sides, that anxiety starts to come out. That fear starts to come out. It shows what you're really made of. And it's showing that a lot of you have not spent time at the feet of Jesus like you should. You are not in relationship with Jesus or you are not tapping into the full authority that he died to give you. And then you are confused as to why it seems like the enemy is running rampant in your life. Jesus died that you may have all authority in his name. Your heavenly father is Jehovah Gabor, the God almighty, the mighty God. Stop letting the enemy do any old thing in your life and say any old thing to you and over you. You are going to have to get to a point, especially in the days ahead where you make the decision that I am not going to let the enemy punk me anymore. For me, the moment came where I was in the car. And don't judge me. I was in the Wendy's drive-thru line 
And I had had a rough day, a rough season. And Holy Spirit told me, he said, why are you letting the enemy talk to you like that? Why are you letting him say whatever he wants to say to you and over you? You tell him to shut up. You tell him, Satan, get thee behind me. And he has to get behind you. Holy Spirit told me, that's it. You tell him when you combat the enemy with the word of God, he has to flee. That's it. There is no if, ands, or buts about it. And some of you are going to have to make that decision today. You're going to have to make the decision that you will no longer allow the enemy to do whatever he wants to do. If you did not know the enemy's role in this show, in God's story, in the history of time, is always going to be that of the loser. There is never going to be a time in life in this life or the next where Satan's plan or scheme is going to get the upper hand over God's will. That is never going to happen. But the only way I can stay this and stand firm is because I know the authority that my heavenly father has. And because I'm connected to him, I know the authority that I have. And so every chance I get, I remind the enemy that you are a loser. You lost back then when you fell. You lost when Jesus came and took the keys to death, hell, and the grave. You're losing in my life right now because I am standing firm on the truth of the word of God. And you are going to lose again when Jesus comes back. So you are a loser. You are always going to be a loser. And there is nothing you can do. So if you are in a situation where you feel like you've just been under spiritual attack after spiritual attack after spiritual attack, I'm here to remind you today that you are victorious. In the name of Jesus, you are victorious. You are victorious. God has already given you the victory. He has already given you authority and you are seated in places, in heavenly places, beside God the Father and beside Jesus Christ. Ephesians 2 and 6 says, and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that means we are fighting from a place of victory. And when you know that, when you understand that, when you fully accept that, you have the confidence and the authority to combat all spiritual warfare that comes against you because it will come. But the Bible says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. But again, you have a part to play in that. You have to, re- you have to really believe that. And then any time the enemy tries to plant seeds of doubt, you have to remind him of that. That no, the word says that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. The word says that I am seated in heavenly places beside Christ Jesus. The word says that every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. The word says that demons tremble at the name of Jesus. So you have to do this over and over and over again until you believe that, until you get that in your heart. And when you do that, and then like Jesus in the wilderness, when you resist the enemy, he will flee from you. He has to flee from you. He has to flee. There is nothing else he can do. But I have to remind you, you cannot do that with an empty tank. You cannot do that with empty words. You have to really be connected and tapped to and in relationship with Jesus Christ, lest you be like the men in Acts chapter 19 who had no relationship to Jesus 
and were then embarrassed when things did not move that should have moved. So I know I said a lot today and to summarize it all, there are going to be times when we are faced with spiritual warfare because it is real, no matter how much we would like to think otherwise, it is real. But as daughters and as sons of the Lord, as heirs to the kingdom of God, Jesus Christ, when he died and when he rose again, gave us the authority necessary to combat any and all forms of spiritual warfare. But in order to do that, we have to be in right relationship with him. We have to be connected to him. We have to do what the word of God tells us to do. We have to live pure lives. We have to live pure lives. We have to be pure on all fronts, in all areas of our lives. We have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We have to constantly be sitting in his presence, allowing him to fill us up with his power, with his anointing, and with his grace. And that is how we can combat the schemes, attacks, and the strategies of the enemy. Because God did not design us to be losers in this story. God calls us lenders and not borrowers. He says that we are above and not beneath. So that is the energy you have to be on and that you should be on. And if you are not on that energy right now, that is okay. But you have to start somewhere. You have to say, Holy Spirit, come fill me up. Lord, remove the scales from my eyes so that I can see me the way that you see me. Because you see me as victorious. You see me as righteous. You see me as someone who is seated in heavenly places. That is how I want to see myself. And that is the confidence that I want to walk in. And when you do that, when you allow Holy Spirit to come in and build you up, to build you up in your most holy faith, you will see that you can withstand anything that the enemy wants to throw at you and anything that the enemy wants to come against you. So next time you find yourself in moments of spiritual warfare or under attack, Ask the Holy Spirit to come in, to fill you up, to do what you need to do. You tap into the full confidence and authority of God. And you tell Satan, get thee behind me. And then if you want to be like me, you tell him to stay mad. You're mad. So sad. Stay mad. You're always going to be mad. You're always going to be triggered. Why? Because I am seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. And my father has already given me all authority in Jesus name. Amen. Well, this was a lot and we talked about a lot, but I pray that you got something out of this today. I pray that it was helpful to you. And if you need to go back and listen to this again, share this podcast, share this episode with somebody else who needs the information that you just received. I pray that you will allow the Holy Spirit to really begin to work on you in this area, to show you any areas of your life in which you have been withstanding spiritual warfare for too long. And when he points those areas out to you, I want you to begin to pray over your life, to begin to speak the word of God out loud, prophesying his promises over that situation and over that area of your life. And I know Because the word of God cannot return void. I know that you are going to begin to see things shift. You are going to 
to begin to see things change and you will see the enemy flee from you in Jesus name. I love you and I'll talk to you guys next time. All right, y'all, that is it for today. And I pray that you got something out of this. If you are listening to this and don't know the Lord or haven't accepted Jesus into your life and your heart, but you want to, I'm going to pray with you. Say this prayer with me wherever you are, and I know that God is going to answer you. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your love and your compassion towards me. Thank you for sending your only son to die for my sins that I might be saved. I know that I am a sinner and I know that Jesus is the only way to salvation. So Father, today I invite you into my heart and I give my life over to you. Take over as my Father and as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just said that prayer with me today, I am so happy for you. And I know that accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior will be the best decision that you have ever made. Make sure to go and follow me on social media at Erica S. Barr to get connected to our awesome community. And while you're there, shoot me a DM and let me know how I can be praying or celebrating you during the week. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. I love you with the love of the Lord, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.